What's up, young adults? How we doing? Y'all definitely look festive. I was telling them earlier that um, I'm wearing my mask because it's the scariest thing I could find. So, you know, we're going to have bad jokes like that all night. So just buckle up. It's going to be good. But I'm, my name is Pastor John. I am the uh, worship pastor here. And um, it's an honor to be here. And it's an honor to have Abby ask me to speak. And uh, yeah, I like getting up really early. That's one of my favorite times to just spend with God and to be quiet. And um, my dad used to always say the early bird, oh, different sound. My, my dad used to always say the early bird gets the worm. And uh, that rings true for me because that's the best time that I can focus and read. So um, yeah, I was here very early preparing not only for the night of worship, but with this message and just praying for you for what God's doing in your lives and uh, what he's doing here at New Hope. And uh, I'm just, I'm really excited. So we're gonna dive right in. Cool? Sick. Now, um, for those of you who have been coming to Young Adults, uh, this will not be a shock to you. Um, but for those of you who are here for the first time, we have just finished this really awesome series uh, called Can We Talk? And it was this deep dive into an absolutely wild ride into the book of Ruth. So I unfortunately will not be raising the Ruth tonight or talking about this super cool guy named Boaz. I told you they're just gonna keep getting worse. Rather, I'd like to stretch us a little bit. I wanna give us a blueprint into how we remove the mask and break down the facade that we all at one point in our lives have built up. We'll read some scripture, I'll tell some stories, I'll give a few illustrations, and then before this costume party, with prizes apparently, with your permission, I'd like to play you the, the newest song that NH Worship has written called Moving. So, you guys ready to, to, to jump in? Awesome. So if you have your Bibles, please stand and turn with me to Proverbs 12. It'll be on the screens, so you can take a look if you don't. Proverbs 12, 12 through 15 says, whoever is wicked covets the spoil of evildoers, but the root of the righteous bears fruit. An evil man is ensnared by the transgression of his lips, but the righteous escapes from trouble. From the fruit of his mouth, a man is satisfied with good, and the work of a man's hand comes back to him. The way of a fool is right in his own eyes but a wise man listens to advice. This is the reading of the word. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. I'm gonna pray real quick and then I'm gonna jump right on, right, right on in. Heavenly Father, we're so thankful that we get to be here, God. I pray now, Father, that you prepare, you prepare us for what you have for us tonight, God. I pray that the words that are spoken are your words. Father, and they fall fresh on prepared soil. We love you, God, and everybody said amen. amen. All right, so they call this passage in Proverbs or the entirety of chapter 12, the whoever loves discipline loves knowledge. Anybody love discipline? Well, I love it enough that that was my word I chose for 2023. So here we are. Basically, this passage means that whatever is in a man comes out of the man. If one's heart is filled with evil, then he will speak evil. If one's heart is filled with love, then he will speak love. 
Tonight, I got little illustration for you, little call and response. I'm gonna ask you a couple of questions and please, I know this is usually a quiet group because I'm the loudest one usually over here all by my lonesome. So shout me down, call it out. When I ask you a question, feel free to answer it. First, a magic trick. Hey, okay. I told you, it's just gonna, it's just gonna get worse. So what's this? Very good, y'all. And this? It's two for two. If I were to squeeze this as hard as I can, what would come out of it? Orange juice, my man. If I were to squeeze this as hard as I can, what would come out of it? Lemon, lemonade. Somebody did not learn about sugar when they were young. Lemon juice. Never will lemon juice come out of this orange. And never will orange juice come out of this lemon. Why, Pastor John? I'm glad you asked. Because that's what's inside of it. So my question for you tonight is, what's inside of you? And when you're squeezed, what comes out? What happens when somebody says something about you or says something behind your back or hurts you physically, emotionally, mentally, wrongs you in some sort of way? How do you react? You see, how we react is a reflection of what is inside of us. So if out of us comes anger, that's what's inside. If out of us comes joy, that's what's inside. And if your answer is anger immediately, most of us typically jump on the defense and say, no, 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 it, that we're only acting that way because of how they said it. We're only acting that way because they did it to us. Immediately placing the blame on somebody else before actually assessing what happened or our part in it. You see, the truth is, what comes out is what's inside. There's this old old Cherokee grandfather who was sitting with his grandson explaining life. And he said to him, my son, inside of you there is a war going on. And there's this war between two wolves. Wolf number one represents joy, passion, love, faith, gratitude, so on and so on. Wolf number two represents anger, pain, depression, jealousy, envy. And that war is not just going on out in the world. No, son, it's going on inside of you. But not only inside of you, it's going on inside of me. It's going on inside of all of us. And the grandson sat for a second and he thought, and he thought, and he thought. And he turned to his grandfather and he said, well, grandfather, which wolf wins? The grandfather kind of sat back, leaned forward. He said, well, son, whichever one you feed. You see, that ties right back to our journey with the citrus a second ago. Whatever you feed is what will win. 
Whenever you are squeezed, whatever is on the inside will come out. Whenever you are squeezed, whichever wolf you have been feeding will win. So if you're feeding wolf number two, anger, jealousy, fear, so on, when you're pressed, that's what will come out. If you're feeding wolf number one, joy, faith, love, when you're pressed, that's what will come out. I mean, I love descriptive words, one of my favorite things. But you take a couple of different scenarios, a couple of different items. You crush grapes, makes wine. You press olives, makes olive oil. You squeeze citrus, creates juice. And of course, one of my all-time favorites coming up because it's almost Thanksgiving, mashed taters. There it is, okay. Let's go on a little journey. Let's say we take wolf number one, all right? But instead of calling him wolf number one, we're gonna replace it with the kingdom mindset. And let's take wolf number two, fear, pain, anger. And let's replace that with the cultural mindset. I wonder what would happen simply by naming them those two things. We would probably find that if we fed our kingdom mindset when we are pressed, crushed, or squeezed, our reaction would be Christ-like and the light will shine through us. But if we feed the cultural mindset when we are pressed, crushed, or squeezed, our reaction will be one of anger, pain, hurt, jealousy, fear, envy. Now listen, we all fall short, every single one of us. More times than we care to mention, we feed wolf number two. But the good news, and there is good news, the good news is that God's grace for us goes far beyond what we can think or imagine. In Psalm 145, it says, the Lord is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. The Lord is good to all and his mercy is over all that he has made. You see, God is strong enough to hold your hurt and he's big enough to love your broken. But he wants you to choose him he wants you to choose him every second of every single day, just as he chose you. He chose you. That still baffles me sometimes. When I'm sitting in my quiet time, I'm like, really? <laughs> me? Okay, God. But he did. He chose you. He made you cultivated you, thought up everything that you were going to do in your life before you were ever born. Everything in your life that you have done. I 
A lot of us will leave here tonight thinking that we have been doing an incredible job hiding the fact that publicly we declare we're feeding wolf number one while secretly alone and isolated, allowing wolf number two to feast on any and everything. If we're honest with ourselves, truly, truly honest with ourselves, we don't do a very good job protecting ourselves like with a Christ-like discipline. We create the facade, put on the mask, and hide. And we all have masks, every single one of us. No matter how good you think are at hiding it, you're not. Because God always sees it. But we all have masks, many of which are kept discreetly hidden in the darkest cellars of our mind, and they surface involuntarily to suit the various times or season we find ourselves in. They serve a purpose and purposely serve. There's the joyous mask, which appears to be happy and bright, but inside remains soaked with tears. And when you put it on, it's agonizing to wear. There's the angry mask, which conceals the painful fangs of things you've walked through. That mask slowly poisons, poisons the body and it corrodes the heart. And strangely enough, is quite effortless to wear. Here's the kicker, with every passing year, with every 365 day rotation, the masks that we have grow in number. And our ability to put them on and take them off gets far and fewer between. Tonight, tonight I wanna to encourage you to take the mask off. Let it go. That mask might have served you during a challenging season, but God is calling us out of this season into newness with him. Second Corinthians five says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. What the old has passed away, behold, the new has come. All this is from God who through Christ reconciled us to himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. A lot of us, when we read that passage, we think we're supposed to reconcile with people who hurt us. But the reconciliation before we move on to somebody who hurt us has to start here. Forgiveness before we can forgive somebody else means we have to start forgiving number one. And that's tough, y'all. It's tough to look yourself in the mirror after you've been wearing a mask for a long time and be like, yeah, I'm gonna forgive that guy. I'm gonna forgive that girl. Yeah, yeah, I wanna reconcile with them. Half the time, you don't even wanna look at yourself. But Jesus died so that you and I could have a new life. When he uttered his last breath on the cross and said, it is finished, a darkness fell over the earth. 
The earth shook, rocks split, and the veil at the temple was split in two. Now some of you might say, cool, veil split. Can an earthquake really rip a veil? But it has not been proven that the accounts in the Bible where the veil was torn or rent, as it says in Matthew, could have been torn from that earthquake. But if scientists actually were to conduct an experiment, they would find that a veil or a rent can be torn from the ground up as the earth separated. Here's the fascinating thing about the accounts that happened in the Bible. The veil was torn, but from the top down. There's literally no human explanation for that. Nothing. There's nothing that could, could, could actually be proven that that could happen. I love thinking about like God reaching down his invisible hand and tearing the veil. Because that veil was so significant to the people at that point. But he reached down his invisible hand and tore that veil because he was signifying his new covenant with his people. And now no earthly priest is needed for you to beg for your forgiveness. As it says in Romans, anyone may enter God's presence by the way of Jesus's blood shed to pay the wages of our sins. Y'all, today God is calling you into a new covenant with him. He wants you to choose to feed wolf number one and take off the mask. He wants to rip the veil you've allowed to protect and shelter yourself. And he wants to be the one to cover you and allow you to walk in freedom. Freedom from the things that hurt you. Freedom from the things you've been hiding from. Freedom from your addictions, from your feelings of inadequacy, from your pain, from the soul ties you've created along the way because you just needed to feel something. Freedom from the bad decisions you've made. Freedom in the name of Jesus. Jesus. And if that's you, if that's you tonight, find somebody to talk to. We're gonna invite our prayer team up at the end of this and, and they're gonna be right here. And I know it's weird sometimes, like I'm gonna go up and meet a stranger and let them pray for me. Come. Let them pray for you. Let them pray over you. And if you're here and you feel the Holy Spirit tugging at your heart to take off that mask or to rip some of the veils you've been putting up, come. Come. Conviction is an amazing thing. And there's no better place to have that conviction than here in the house of the Lord. <laughs> a pastor told me one time, he said, there's a big difference between admittance and confession. He said, when admitting there is an issue, you are acknowledging it. When confessing there is an issue, we are convicted to correct it. 
and I want to change one word. Instead of saying convicted, I want to say desperate. Until you get desperate, you won't truly look at something that needs to be changed. You'll acknowledge it. Oh, yeah. Done that. Yeah, I do that. But until you get desperate, you won't walk up to God and confess it, hitting your knees. And y'all, there is no shame. There's no shame in confessing. We're called to do it. We wanna sit back. It might be too hard to step in. But falling into the loving arms of the Father and doing it in a community like we have here, not a lot of things like that in this world. So come. You see, just like our friend Mr. Orange over here, when squeezed, whatever is on the inside will come out. Here's the kicker. The amazing thing that is true about our loving father and the wild thing that is not true for Mr. Orange is that if you don't like what's inside, just like feeding the wolf, you have the power to change it. Because you are the one who's feeding it. It's up to you. It's up to us. And God wants us to choose him. That's why he offers us free will so that we'll ultimately make that decision. I love hiking. and climbing mountains. There's always a point where you come to a fork in the road. That fork's really important. It's either gonna take you back to where you started or it's gonna allow you to keep going. You have a kingdom and a cultural path and you'll come to it frequently in your life. And you have a decision to make. The choice is yours. Which one will you choose? My prayer, my prayer is that we ask God to rip the veil that we keep in front of us. And we take off the mask and we enjoy the oranges in our lives. Giving God all the credit. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, sometimes messages are easy to hear. Sometimes they're hard. Sometimes admitting things is acknowledging and confession is correcting. 
And Lord, I just pray right now that this message has convicted someone. I pray that, that, that we can understand as, as a church that what is on the inside is what comes out when squeezed, when pressed. Father, that, that you're, we can acknowledge that, that you're strong enough to hold our hurts and big enough to love us through them. So God, I just thank you in advance for all that you've done, all that you're doing, and all that you're about to do. Not only here at New Hope, but in the lives, the individual lives of each person here, God. I thank you, Lord, that we get to call this place home and we get to look at community for, for what you're trying to do. So Lord, help us lean in. Help us go to you in every single thing. Every single thing we do, God, help us come to you first. Help us choose the kingdom path over the cultural one every single time. Because God, we're tired. God, we're tired. We're tired of hiding behind the mask, not knowing who the person is we're looking at in the mirror. We're tired at looking at a veil as if it's something that's a film over our eyes, God. We wanna see you, Lord. We wanna feel you, God. We wanna feel the freedom that comes only through you, God. Because only through you, Father, can we find true inner peace. So Father, thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for letting us lean in tonight. Thank you for the hard conversations that we have to have. And God, thank you for all that you're about to do. In Christ's holy name, amen.